Hi, I'm Dylan Taylor, Chairman and CEO of Voyager Space Holdings. I'm Ken Eppins, Founder and CEO of Orbit Guardians. Hi, I'm Raphael Rodkin, Founder of E2MC Space Ventures. And I listen to the Cold Star Project. And I listen to the Cold Star Project. And I listen to the Cold Star Project. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not what is termed professional advice. The Cold Star Project is proudly presented by the Operational Excellence Society. Cold Star Tech is a supporter of the OPEX Society, and Jason Canigan is a member of its board of advisors. Talk with us at Cold Star Tech to find out what we can achieve together with your Lean Six Sigma or Operational Excellence programs. And check out opexsociety.org to learn more. All right, so it may be a revelation to some of you that I've been a copywriter for over 25 years. I started studying this stuff in the mid-90s, and... Uh, it's been a good, it's been a good run. <laughs> it's been a good money-making skill for me. However, uh, after a certain point, it became uh, easier to make more money with other skill sets that I have. Um, so I don't do much private copywriting anymore. But when I saw John Caprani post about content and that being a great method of uh, demonstrating who you are and filtering for the right kind of client, um, I, you know, I had positive and negative responses to it that we're going to discuss uh, in this conversation. And so I immediately reached out to John. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, I got a reaction to this. I'm triggered by it. Uh, why don't we jump on and, and have a conversation about it? And I think that would be really educational for anyone who's interested in using content to present who they are and what they do to the world and filter in the right kind of customer. So, John, welcome. So, John, I saw you posting on Facebook, and I and I know your background, I know your expertise, right? That there's people I take seriously and people I don't, right? And you're definitely in the first column. And oh, so when you. I see something like what you said, I'm a big meanie, you know? Um, I pay attention, right? And what you said was, your content is an advertisement for your skills. Your content is an advertisement for your skills. Yes. And I was like, ooh, like 50% of me wanted to argue with you about it, okay? Because mm -hmm. like I can think of reasons why it hasn't worked out so well for me, for example, right? But 50% of me was definitely like, yes, this is something that people need to to take to heart, right? And yes. so my, my, my thought right after that was very emotionally triggered. Wow, we should have a conversation about this. Like this, this chance Amazing. cannot be let to go away, right? Unfortunately, you agreed to do it. So I appreciate you being here. Yes. Thank you. Um, so let's begin with this. Who is this advice for? I think pretty much anybody who needs to get business online, it makes sense to, to pay attention to something like that. It's it's really important. I mean, I, I had to figure this out for myself because yeah. my clients, I live in Ireland, as you know, my clients are mostly in the United States. That's the market I like to work in. I do not like to work in my local market. So that's important for me. I had to figure this out. And I had some good mentors along the way who helped me with that stuff, figuring it out. Um, but it's it's important for pretty much anybody who's doing business online, which is, you know, pretty much everyone these days, isn't it? I think so. I mean, we we talk about differentiation a lot, particularly as copywriters, right? We've both been copywriters for a long time. Uh, I do less of it nowadays, um, but it's still a skill that I appreciate. And I've been doing it since the mid-90s. So where, why is this important? Why is the, the idea of sharing content as an advertisement for your skills um, important? I mean, it doesn't look that way, does it? 
No, and it took me a while to figure this out. So, okay, I, I'm going to answer that question with a couple of examples, and they're quite recent examples, actually. Okay. So they're really like timely and good. Uh, one was I was in a marketing group, and you probably, oh, you're in it too, I think, probably called Nothing Held Back. That's mm -hmm. very popular on Facebook. Best book, uh, best group on Facebook, yes. In my and opinion. I uh, saw a post there a few days ago put by a young guy who said, hey, you know, I've been doing all this stuff for years. I'm a really good media buyer. I'm a good copywriter. I've made a bunch of money for my clients, but I've been working in-house and in agencies, and I don't really have a portfolio of work I can show. What am I supposed to do? And um, so this guy doesn't have a skills problem. He has a perception problem. He has an audience problem. So all these people in the comments like, oh, you should create your website and you should do your portfolio and blah, 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 and create some case studies. And like all of that is great advice. And having case studies is awesome. I mean, there is a point at which you need to have some proof. And I definitely prefer case studies over testimonials because they're more, they have more meat to them. But what I said, and my comment, I don't know, I'm going to blow my own trump and brag a bit here. My comment floated right to the top and got 5x the engagement of anybody else's was, you don't need a portfolio. You need a reputation. And that's your mm -hmm. problem. You don't have a reputation. And that's why. Because your reputation will smooth over a lot of stuff. Like, I am not the most successful copywriter out there. I have not written big, like, seven and eight-figure controls like some of my friends have. I haven't made tens of millions of dollars for my clients yet. I'm four years in the game. I only started in 2019. And yes... Like I get so much inbound business. I get so many inbound leads every week. I get so many people asking me for referrals. I get people sending me referral fees. I get people asking me to help them place people in their businesses just because I've made the effort to get out there, generate, create content every day, get known um, and, and make connections with people. And most of that I did through posting in people's groups, engaging on other people's content in their groups, and then creating content on my own profile. And when I say creating content, I don't have a production team. It's just me and whatever thoughts come into my head every day, mm. tap to the phone. That's yeah. enough. Huh. Very good. So, yes. Yeah, so this is something that I want to cover uh, in detail. We're going to get into the process of how to produce this kind of content. But I want to check off a box first, which is like many groups are very clear in their rules that self-promotion is not allowed, right? So you can't yeah. just go in there and go, I'm the greatest copywriter since sliced bread. Here's my stuff. You should you should uh, hire me in that. How do you use this kind of content? What is the approach in general like so that it's not self-promotion and yet it's um, obviously perceived as valuable by the people in the group? Okay, so yeah, absolutely. Like, And doing that sort of bragging thing is like, typically counterproductive and makes people think you're full of shit unless you are one of the small handful of people who are widely acknowledged as being absolute like badasses who just print money all day long and there are some people like that out there if you're less well known trying to do that stuff is just going to make you look like an airhead so the way i do it and the way i've just and i mean i think frank kern's been saying this for years but it's just basically help people Mm -hmm. if you yeah. actually just make an effort to be helpful you generate a lot of goodwill and then people start talking good about you even when you're not there right. and then people start saying i heard about you like you know every day a day doesn't go by now nobody knew who the hell i was two and a half maybe three years ago in 2021 nobody knew who the hell i was day doesn't go by now where someone doesn't reach out to me and say hey I saw the uh, the guest talk you did in such and such a group. I saw the guest talk you did in this other group. Mm. I saw the uh, get the the guest module you made for this person's pro course or program. Um, 
so you, so you have my friend with such and such problem and he said so great things about you and I thought I had to reach out. This stuff happens all the time. Just did all this stuff to generate goodwill. So like the way I approach it is simple. Um, I do a couple of things. In my own content, I don't like to do what's called, I think what Ben said will probably call is the one who phrased it or maybe somebody else said it before, but hard teaching. If you start to talk mm. about like, here are the three best conversion tactics to use in your email marketing, like that is boring. That is, and that is, it's crap. It sucks. But if you like do, if you actually make your content demonstration of your skills as a copywriter, Mm-hmm. then it's going to be so much more interesting. So like if you start out with like, you know, my client called me up crying because, you know, he's about to go bankrupt and we didn't know what to do. And we had this massive problem and we tried like three different things and none of them worked. And then we tried this fourth thing and that fourth thing was our Hail Mary and it actually worked. And then we realized that 80% of the shit we've been doing up to that point was all rubbish and we threw it all out and we just fixed around this one thing and started working really hard and suddenly it turned the whole thing around and six months later things are going great I'm making more money and my client's business is in great position again if you tell that story you've already you've told the same thing as about the three best conversion mechanisms and you can drop them in but you're telling it in a narrative format it's a demonstration of your skills and it doesn't make you look like a pompous ass either you know right <laughs> now so that stay being away said, from the hard teaching yeah <laughs> No hard teaching. The story must be truthful, of course. Uh, And the second thing I do is with the engagement stuff is like, you'll see that uh, when people like post a question or post a problem they're having, a lot of times people will like straight away jump on there and say, oh, you know, they'll try to be a smarty pants. Say, oh, you must do this or you should do this or God, you're such a dumbass. Here's what I do. Uh, And none of that stuff works. Like you've got to respond with, like empathy for where people is are so typically I won't engage unless I actually genuinely believe I have something useful that might help the person. And the the, the easiest ways are look, hey, I've had this problem a similar problem before. Here's what we tried. This did work for me. I'm not saying it'll work for you, but it's definitely worth rolling the dice on. And like in that way, you're not trying to position yourself as somebody above that person. You're just a, a peer trying to help out. Um or you can just like you know you can you can be very, very even more gentle about it. Like, hey, have you considered that this might be the problem as well? Or like the example I gave of the guy with the uh, look, Thomas portfolio. Actually, what you're, the question you're asking is not the relevant question and the portfolio isn't what you need. You need to get the reputation. The way to get the reputation is to start creating some content and getting better known in the industry. So those kinds of things work. Okay. John, we've talked a little bit about how that content looks uh is the only way of figuring out like what to write in as like responding to questions put up by other people or is there another way of kind of entering that process okay so there's loads of ways you can be very tactical you can be very structured and there's lots of people who've made great systems for you creating content and you know if you have a launch coming up and you you know for a specific product and there's a lot of money and time and energy riding on it you can't just like freewheel your way through it so you know go out and buy like launch by jeff walker and actually work the process like that's a great book but if you if like day to day what i want to do is really just keep my name out there and keep people talking or make people smile or laugh or give them something interesting that happens in their day so basically i use the the brain fart method of um, of content creation <laughs> Okay. which is a couple of different things. One is like I use Twitter like a notepad. If I have an idea, I just type a couple of lines into Twitter, hit it and see if people engage with us. That's one part. And then like for my Facebook content for the longest time, what I've just done is simply is just n- notice my emotions. 
Um, because, you know, regardless of where we come from, our religious background, our culture, blah, 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 all the other different different characteristics of people, we are like, you know, 99% the same. We're the same animal. And we've been doing the same shit generally as a species since we climbed down out of the trees a few tens of thousands of years ago. So if something makes me feel something, I'm pretty confident that it's going to make some other people feel something too. So if something makes me feel sad, I'm going to talk about that. If something makes me feel happy, I'm going to talk about that. If something makes me laugh, I'm going to talk about that. And those things are just, you know, bits of everyday life, stuff to do with business, stuff to do with family. And you are going to attract what you are. So like, you know, a lot of my clients who come to me are, you know, people in their 30s, 40s, who have family, young families a lot of the time. And simply because now I do have older and younger clients and I do have clients who are single and not married. And I do have clients who don't have kids. But for the most part, it's going to be similar type of people because I post about a lot about family life. Um, you know, it's just self, you know, self-similarity, reflection. People buy from, you know, what feels familiar and comfortable to them. And then just sharing a bit about your life. If you're always just talking business all the time and people get no right. sense of who you are as a person, they, they don't connect with you on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. So sharing who you are, what you are, goes a long way to making people feel like they know you. And I've got another example there, if I may, as well. Sure. So uh, uh, um, uh, somebody... I got an inbound um, request for last week to somebody had seen my stuff. I'd seen my name in a group, in a private group that belonged to somebody else who they were doing business with. And they said, oh, I've heard of him. And they reached out to me and they sent me a message and they said, um, could we have a quick chat? And just so happened that I was between doing things. It was early morning. I was having a cup of coffee. I was like, okay, let's just get and have a call right now, which I rarely do. I typically like to schedule the calls a little bit of time ahead so I can do some preparation. But uh, in this case, anyway, I jumped on the call. We had a chat. And this person, what they said to me was, I've wanted to work with you since 2021, two years now. The oppor- the right opportunity didn't just didn't come up until this moment. I was like, great. And I actually made a post about it the same morning because it's like a perfect example. You, There's loads of people out there who might potentially want to work with you. And if you are doing outreach to them, you may catch them on the day where they just hired somebody and they don't need you. But the day where, you know, their copywriter says, oh, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm having whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'm going into rehab. So I can't yeah. do that project we talked about. Or, you know, my wife left me and my dog died and my truck broke down. So I won't be available this week. On that day, that's the day you want to be in their head. They think, oh, I'll call John. He might be able to help me. And if you don't put your content out there, you'll be forgotten. Like if you've just done some outreach once or twice and immediately in their inbox and disappeared, they'll never think of you again. But if you're that person who's out there every day and they've seen you, you for sure when they have something that needs to be done, where there's an opportunity, they're going to send you a DM and say, hey, can we get on a call? Okay, very good. So again, you've talked about this. You've termed this personality-based brand content. Did I? Okay. <laughs> yeah. In in our notes here. And, and I'd like to remind our listeners, the whole point of this was this phrase, your content is an advertisement for your skills. Right? Yes. So in your case, you're sharing about families, you're sharing about business, these blurts that you have, you're testing to see on Twitter, does this actually generate the response? Because I'll come at you with, hey, you're not your customer. What do you mean? Right. And it's not going to be 100% of the time, right? That, that you're going to get engagement out of an idea that you have. But <laughs> if it's human based generally speaking there ought to be some people in the thousands who are following you who get to see it and connect with it right so yeah absolutely 
Let's talk about different delivery methods um, because we've talked about a, a writing-based approach so far, right? A keyboard <laughs> warrior typing. I do a lot of this, right? I, I pick about a half an hour in the morning. I go through a few groups that have, I think are really good and have the right kind of people in them and they've paid off. Um, and I find questions that like you, I believe I have a real answer for, right? I can contribute to. And, uh, and I respond in there. And that often gives me ideas for blog posts, book content, uh, and other things, right? So to come back to that. But what about video? When would you use that and how would you use it? I use video um, I've, and I've started to use it more lately. So I do a few different things. Like I make videos around the house. Uh, I make videos in my garden. I make videos driving in my car is great. <laughs> when okay. I'm speaking, like sitting at my desk, recording a video, I will um and ah, and then I'll throw the video into the script and I'll trim out all the ums and ahs to make myself appear smarter. When I'm driving in my car, I am just so much more clear-headed and I am comfortable with longer pauses and I don't um and ah, and I just seem to have a smoother delivery and a better train of thought. I've recorded 20 and 30 minute trainings in my video, in my car, stream of consciousness on video with no need to edit them afterwards because thought I wanted to express has come out fully. And that doesn't typically happen when I'm sitting at my desk at home. So the car is a great place to record a video. Obviously, safely set up your camera, start recording before you start driving and don't poke around with it while you're driving. But it's a great place. I am. Um, and one other thing I've started to do is this format here on Zoom. I've mm -hmm. been recording calls with friends in the industry, interesting people who maybe are not so ex well exposed yet and putting them onto a YouTube channel and then promoting that on my Twitter and sending it to my email list as well. Um, and those things are all good. And I also have a VA who helps me by taking some of the content I create from like things like Twitter and from Facebook, or sorry, from Facebook and from my emails and from my videos and, and repurposes that as tweets for me to help keep the volume up as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the repurposing of this is really helpful too, uh, to keep that in mind. You're not just making one piece of content and then, oh, it's gone. <laughs> right? I've forgotten. I got my one shot with it. You know, it's like, no, I can, I can make several um, and keep reissuing this kind of thing after a while. Absolutely. Um, as, as good copywriters, we know the value of a call to action. However, with this content, Again, you're going to get slapped if you try and do uh, self-promotion in somebody's group. So how yes. does this call to action work in this in this arrangement? I just don't need to do calls to action too often. Um, I, I'm more about like getting the message out there and then people. And I, and I also do a lot of networking, like I proactively network. And I think this is a thing a lot of copywriters do not do. Mm. Do not make the effort. I, I, I posted about this just the other day. Uh, before I get to that, I just want to mention, you mentioned right. about like the repurposing of content. Colin Terrio talks about this as well, mm -hmm. the copy guy. Yeah. Just basically, you know, send the, if you sent that post six months ago, no one's going to remember. <laughs> just stick it in again. And I do the same thing as well. You know, if something comes up in your Facebook as he posted this a year mm -hmm. ago, sure, I'm going to post it again. It's good enough again. Yep. Um, but sorry, what were we talking about? We were talking about yeah, action. not yeah, getting yeah. slapped, CTAs. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... What I did initially, here's the thing, is I transitioned out of using groups as much. So the first year or so, I was in groups a lot. I was super active. I was one of the most helpful people. And then the group owner likes you. I would never attempt to self-promote or say, buy mm -hmm. this for me. Or, and I would never do any DM me, bro, bullshit. Like, now, I would proactively DM other people. And that was another thing that's really great with groups. 
Hooks on Facebook have a member list. That is basically right. like somebody giving you their email list. So you go, if that group is full of high quality people who actually, you know, are your the people you want to do business with, go in that group, click on the member list and go down the list and add every damn one of them. Mm-hmm. You know? If they're good people and they're, you know, people you want to talk to, now, and don't spam them. Like just say a quick hello. What I've always said was something I learned, and I'm gonna I'm giving credit for everyone I can here on the way. Mm. Something I learned from Travis Sago. Mm-hmm. He said nobody ever gets pissed off at the thank you. And I thought right, oh, right. found. <laughs> so I opened every conversation with thank you, mm. which is simply thank you for connecting with me. Mm-hmm. I've never had someone get pissed off about that. How are you? will get you blocked a lot of the right, time. Right, right, right. Someone's having yeah. a shitty day. They do not want to be asked how they are. Right. So I always just start <laughs> with a thank you. Hey, thanks for connecting with me. It's great to great to meet you. And that's it. And then just see where the conversation goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, if they're accepting you, they probably already know of you, right? They've probably seen your stuff and, uh, and are going, oh, hey, yeah, why not? And birds of a feather flock together. So if yes. a bunch of people are in a group, a lot of them will already be connected. Once you connect with a couple of them and then you send friend requests to others, they will see that you're already connected mm-hmm. to people they know and they will be more likely right. to accept your friend request. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it's self-reinforcing. And it's even better since Facebook launched that professional mode because you were limited to 5,000 mm-hmm. contacts in the, the ordinary mm-hmm. mode. If you switch to professional mode, it doesn't seem to be limited anymore. Interesting. I did yeah. not know that. Huh. I, have, I, have, I, was, okay. I haven't run up against the limit yet. I mean, there's... You know, I have about, I don't know, somewhere between eight and 9,000 people, as I can see in Facebook. Mm-hmm. And now I may not be actually connected to all of them, but they, they're all on the yeah. follow list. So when I put that message out, at least some proportion of them is seeing what I've got to okay. offer. Ah, interesting. This bird is of a feather and mutual connections thing I used very effectively on LinkedIn uh, to yes. get into the space and defense fields. Some yes. general in 2019, some general, Air Force general I connected to, I would have bounced right off. But a few months later, when we have 17 or 70 or 700 mutual connections, they just look at my title, my photo, and go, yeah, yeah, he's one of us. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm the LinkedIn same is even stronger for that. Yeah. Um, you asked me about the CTAs part. And yes. I think the thing was that I did the groups for a while, but I realized after a while, okay, you cannot self-promote in groups. Mm-hmm. So January 2020, uh, 21 or 22, I can't remember. Um. No, 2020, was, that's when COVID started. It's that whole mm-hmm. time period of the blur. 2020, I got going. 21, I started doing my own first offers. And I realized, okay, I can't put an offer in somebody else's group. Um, what I've since realized is that you can actually, you can reach, reach out to group owners and ask them, do they want a JV on an offer? And they will, and share the money with them. But what I did was I just realized, okay, a bunch of people now are connected with me, following me. I've reached out and had phone calls with a bunch of people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm now going to start putting offers on my own profile. And I've started to put more content on my own profile first. And people started to engage with that. Then I started to put offers on my own profile. And then I can put a CTN. I'm not restricted anymore. So now yeah. a lot of the audience that I essentially built up from being active in groups two years ago is now on my profile and engages with me directly. Okay. How are you doing the calls to action on your own profile? Because I've always found it. I've made sales that way. But mm-hmm. it always feels kind of cheesy. Not that I have a problem putting an offer in front of people, but you're almost revealing like, here's the the level I play at, right? Because, and and nobody ever goes up and puts a, an offer on Facebook, I don't think, when they're doing very well, right? I only do it when I've got an emergency or something like that, right? Or okay. or something like a, a, a very expensive video game I want to buy or something like that, right? And I want the cost to be taken care of. 
by some quick little job I'm going to do. But mm-hmm. you know, how do you get around that? Um, well, I don't wait till I, I need money to do it. Mm-hmm. I do it mm-hmm. when I have an idea rather than okay. when I need money. Okay. So uh, when I have an idea about something that might work, I put an offer up. Mm. Maybe it doesn't. And I, I started to learn trying to put offers up in, in the Cult of Copy job board group because that is a group that's yeah. built for people to put their offers up in. And you will learn a hell of a lot just posting in there and watching other people's mm. posts and seeing what gets engagement and what doesn't. And if you just yeah. study in there, you'll learn an awful lot from that. Um, the main thing is like it's and it's, it goes back to the old you know AIDA, like the people who are good at grabbing attention are the ones who do business. Mm-hmm. But for the stuff on my own, um, I do a couple of things. I don't ask people to comment. Asking people mm. to comment is asking them to reveal themselves in a way right. that a lot of people are not comfortable with. I, I typically ask people to send a DM, but I more than asking people to send a DM, I, I use a link um, that's on Facebook. So I typically mm. ask them to click this link here and then I put the link. And if you can, Facebook has a link shortener for Messenger. So if you type m.me forward slash okay. Facebook username, in my case, it's JD Caprani, um, then they can click that link and they'll go straight to your Messenger inbox. Huh. And you don't get penalized for that link because it's an on-network link. It's not an off. It's not an off-site link. And right. so I use that as my CTA on Facebook post. Say, hey, click this link. Send me a message with some kind of, you know, like a keyword. Huh. Like, you know, yeah. And then, then people people will then message me. And that's that's I've found that to be really effective. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like it. I've never heard that um, before. So you've shared a couple of things and I've been on Facebook and selling on Facebook for 13 years now. <laughs> so there's a, there's always something new to learn. I learned so, that one from shout that I'm going to shout out again, who I learned that from. I learned that from Jay McConey. And this is the hmm. thing. I am a magpie. I yeah. don't really have much original <laughs> stuff. I just pick up people's stuff right. as much as I can from here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, so let's, Let's ask the question then, how much of this do you have to do before you start seeing results, get some traction here, right? There's going to be people who come in, do one week's worth of it and see nothing and then say, oh, it doesn't work for me. Or yeah. you guys are full of crap. Yeah. Then they, and, and they'll be right because one week of one week of every of anything does absolutely dick for you. So like, forget it. You know, yeah. you have to be prepared to be persistent and stay in the game for a long period of time. Um, I can give you my experience. Mm-hmm. so like the other thing that i do that i think a lot of people don't do that's built again tons of goodwill for me is to um proactively look for gigs for other people and proactively reach okay. out to people so when i got chatting to somebody i will often say and i've got a special calendar link for a 15 minute call which is a 15 minute call is not intimidating to people mm-hmm. or that if you book somebody for an hour call they're like oh my god a whole hour i don't want to talk to this guy for an hour if you give him a 15 minute call link most people will say okay 15 minutes just 15 minutes no big deal i send people the 15 minute link would you like to just get introduced chat for 15 minutes get acquainted i've had hundreds of these calls in the last three years i proactively mm-hmm. invite people to them they are fantastic people see your face they hear your voice they feel yeah. like they know you they get to like you and they will talk about you to other people so powerful um, but the other thing I do is, is if I see gigs being asked for or someone asking for help, I will immediately attempt to help. I will mm-hmm. tag a person I know, or I will reach out to the person in a DM and say, hey, I've got someone who's great at that. Or I will send the I'll screenshot it and send it to his person I know who's looking for that kind of gig. And when I meet somebody, mm-hmm. I ask them, hey, what kind of stuff do you do? What can I help you with? What kind of clients do you like? What kind of gigs do you work on? And I would try to get gigs for everybody. So I become a source of basically money coming in for people. Mm-hmm. And as a result, people send me gifts, they send me money. 
um, as thank yous. And again, it generates mm -hmm. tons of goodwill. They mm -hmm. want to help me. Reciprocity is huge. You know, that's Cialdini, of course. Right. Right. Yeah, I think you and I operated with the same habits there. Um, yes. I, I feel it's very important. And it's also fun. It's Absolutely. fun to give your connections and your friends, uh, you know, an, an, an angle on work. Anyway, they have to close it still, but you are yes. referring them. Um, how do yes. you know when you're done all this stuff? You're never done. Ah, <laughs> you're never done. This is a flywheel. This is a flywheel. You are cranking a handle. You're it's moving slow as hell to begin. It will take a long while to get moving. It'll move very slowly. It will start to speed up. Once it's sped up and there's some energy put into it, then the cranking force required is less. You just need to keep it turning. So, hmm. you know, three, four, two, once you get like a network of people and engagement, three, four tweets a day, a couple of videos a week. Um, I do one video interview a week now and okay. I post it on my, my YouTube channel. I say, email my email my list and that's it. I, it doesn't have to be much. You know, Facebook, Sometimes I'll go a week and I won't post on Facebook. And sometimes I'll post three times a day. Hmm. I do not try to force it. I do not try to use a content schedule. Right. If the inspiration is there, I will post. And right. if the inspiration is not coming, I will do some things to try and encourage it, which means get out of the house, go for a walk, hmm. go play with the dog, go talk some bullshit with your kids, you know, whatever it takes. Great, great. All right, let's get to the... The pitfall that I see, which was the 50% triggered part of it for me when I read that first line there, your content is an advertisement for your skills. Remember, folks, that's what we're talking about here. All right. Yes. I have had this problem over the years where I go over the heads of my audience. I feel like I'm the Indiana Jones of the business world. I go and do archaeological searches and I find things. Sean Vossler does this in his area and I love it. Right. Yes. And I bring it back and people are like, I don't know, Jason, you sure sound smart, but it went over my head. It wasn't very, you know, they couldn't use it right now. Um, and, and sometimes it's because they don't have a business that's large enough, right. For, for that to fit into the system. But what can you do to talk to the level of your audience? Yeah, that's interesting. I know this is a thing. And like some people will say, oh, you have to dumb it down. And some people say, no, don't dumb it down. You're just going to insult people's intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, like I've had this issue myself where stuff has mm -hmm. gone over people's heads. Not as much as some people. Sean Voss is a great example. He's extremely smart. And the man is, he's mm -hmm. like, he's kind of like Dan Kennedy in that he's a historian of the industry. Like yep. he gets into the minutiae and finds old books and kinds of things like that, that other people just won't do. Yep. Um and he creates beautiful stuff, but his stuff is not for everybody. His stuff is for a small bunch of people who've been in the business a long time, who really know it deeply. And they want those, like they want the last cherry on the top of the cake. Huh. You know, that's who Sean's for. But Sean works with some very high level people and he makes a lot of money for them. So that level of strategic insight is what his audience of clients are looking for. But he didn't start out there. I mean, he's been in this business a long, long time now. Yeah. Um and my content when I originally got started two years ago was absolute junk. And, mm. you know, what I'm doing now, I'm sure in two years, I look back on it thinking it's absolute junk too. Like if the stuff you put out there is not cringe, if you look back at stuff you wrote two years ago and it's not cringe inducingly embarrassing, then you actually haven't been trying hard enough. Mm. Like as, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. when you look back at your old stuff and say, God, that sucked, that tells you that you've grown and that's mm -hmm. a good thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, but going over the heads of your audience is like, 
I don't know. I guess you know, there's the, the things of like keep in touch with the ordinary person, and which is hard to do because I'm in my house alone most of the time with the dog. We're not so, ordinary like, anymore. <laughs> not ordinary anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm some weirdo. I'm some isolated weirdo. So it's hard. Um, for me, it goes back to emotion. Hmm. You know, like I think Pauline Longden talks about this a lot, and probably Stephen George talks about. It. Like the key to all this is like the attention and the interest and the desire. It all comes down to emotion. So. I go with my feelings as a guide. Like mm. I can talk about smart stuff. I can talk about stupid stuff. I can talk about like obscure stuff. And I can talk about everyday bullshit, like the dog vomited on the carpet. Mm. But what I'm going to talk about is stuff that makes me feel something. If it makes me feel something, it's going to make somebody else feel something. And uh, like, you know, the whole thing is, is like people will forget everything that you've said very, very quickly. I can't remember mm. the conversations I had. I can't remember what we were talking about five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. But me, I'll, I'll two days ago, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'll come away from this call with a feeling of how how I felt about it, and mm. and you'll the same, and you will if you think of me again or you see my posts in the future, you will not maybe necessarily remember all the details of our call, but you will remember the feeling you had after this call, mm. and that will be a guide to how you perceive what I put out there. So that's how it is for me. Okay, and that's part of that. Your content is an advertisement for your skills. There will be a feeling around it as well that people will have and yes. they're going to go into the next message with that inertia, right? Yes. Bringing them along with that, that emotion. So that's really interesting. Why don't you connect with Don and myself on Facebook and Twitter? I'll have the links in the description below. So you could go straight there. John, is there anything else you'd like people to do or anything that we missed in our recommendations? Um, I think that's the last thing I'd say is like yeah. all the stuff I've talked about, at the beginning, it seems really hard. It seems really embarrassing. You think that people are going to think you're stupid, that people are going to laugh at your stuff. And it's like, some people will think you're stupid. Some people will laugh at your stuff. Some people will write horrible comments and call you an mm -hmm. idiot and an asshole. It's okay. This is part of the deal. Like, you have to do this if you want to make money. You know, if you want to be a weirdo who makes money online, you're going to have to deal with this shit. So just get on with it. Put some crappy content out. If it doesn't get engagement, you can delete it after 24 hours and start again mm. but like just keep putting it out there the more you do it the more you're going to get a feel for what people like the the better it's going to be and sometimes like something that you think is just met will surprise you and sometimes things that you think are great will fall flat in their mm. face i was having this conversation with a friend earlier one of the most engaged posts i've ever made was talking about the what i believe to be the perfect way to cook a ribeye steak and mm. the comments got heated like people got <laughs> really pissed off they all had yeah. their you know they all had their special method and they all had their like sacred yeah. calf of of state cookery yeah. people got so pissed off wow. about that. and the engagement was awesome but it had absolutely nothing to do with business or what i do for a living or client getting but people remember that conversation and people are still talking to me about that mm. months afterwards and this is the thing like get in people's heads get the conversation going talk some absolute rubbish and you're going to get better the more you do. Just pay attention to how people respond. Right. Excellent. Well, John, thank you very much for doing this. Do you have a website? I uh, do, but it's a piece of crap and it's broken and I'm fixing <laughs> okay. it right now. So I'm not going to give you a link, but right. once it comes out, you'll find it on my profile. Facebook awesome. and Twitter is where people find me anyway. So that's where we met too. So right. just set them there. All right, John. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for joining John Caprani and I for this great conversation on uh, positioning and content marketing and 
being clear on who you are and what you're about, you know, and filtering for that right kind of client in a, in a positive way. So if you want to connect with John, best to reach out with him or to him on social media. Uh, if you're looking for process improvement help inside your business to make sure that you know you're operating as well as you could be and that includes sales process sales management uh, speak to me you can go to coldstartech.com and book a time to speak with me or jasoncanigan.com to find out more about who i am and what i can do for you all right we'll see you next time thanks for listening